Ladies and gentlemen, and our friends beyond the binary, it is time to put your ears together for Indie A. <laughs> Love the smell of a burning laptop fan in the morning. Here there be social media dragons. We fight them together. Are you with me? May the door be with you. Will it render or will it crash? Just cross everything. That's that's all we got. There's no place like audio Welcome to part le deux of this groovy chatterama to Anthony Oliviari on Indie Indie AF with me, Sarah Golding. Hello. Uh, Just why don't you uh, find a a quiet space or a a good bit of road to run on? Wash that thing gently or just, you know, sit back, relax and let Indie AF wash into your beautiful story-loving ears. Enjoy. (laughs) But yeah. I love that. that. I mean... So, recording it wise, you get all the lines in. You say you edit on Logic. Do you have any top tips for like organising your microfiction? Like, how how do you get the lines in? Do you ask for people to do the whole season that you've given them, or do you get them to kind of do three things at once and then you work on those? What's your kind of work progression through uh, your episodes? For any well, that's season? the great part about micros, right? Is I can normally send people the entire season. Uh-huh. Most actors can record the entire season in a single day. And so what's nice is I can pay someone um, the rate that they normally get paid for a single episode because normally a voice actor can do a single episode in a day of a long form show, Mm -hmm. but they can do an entire season of a micro show in a day. So I can pay an actor what they get paid for a single episode for an entire season. Mm -hmm. And then I get that. And then I get that season back, like you said, and I have the whole thing there and I can start editing and putting it together. Um, I do use logic, like you said, so remove silence is my best friend. I just, you know, I I know the frequencies of all my actors' voices at this point. And so I can just like kind of put in where I know the silence will be because I like to keep some breaths and, you know, not all mouth noises are bad. Okay. Uh, so I, I, I know which what the good frequencies are for each actor. And yeah. uh, other than that, it's it's pretty much your standard DAW, right? Mm-hmm. Like you know when when you're making audio drama, that's why a lot of the free DAWs are are very competitive. Right. When you're making audio drama, it cutting and moving is really. 90% of what you're doing uh-huh. adding effects and things is is fairly straightforward in a lot of the free DAWs yeah. and adding effects in in logic is very simple as well they're just plugins that you add to the track right. so um you know there are, there is a whole other advanced side of it I don't want to uh-huh. minimize it but um the advanced I feel like the advanced sound designers are always doing things that most casual listeners aren't picking up on, but like the cre- uh, the other creators are marveling at, you know, right, okay. like other creators are like, wow, I can't believe you did that. And then like yeah. the casual audio drama fans like, yeah, that sounds cool um, because it is cool. But like, they're not, they're not really appreciating, you know, what we're appreciating. Yeah. The yeah. craft. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Um, no, at, a, at a very simplistic level, uh, logic is, is fairly straightforward when it comes to editing. Cool. And are there any life-changing some things that you learn in your editing that's uh, changed changed your way of perception or working? Is there anything you can impart that other folks can try? Well, my favorite thing to do, honestly, is, well, lately I've been 
asking people to give me one solid take as a file and then another solid take as a separate file. Uh-huh. I know I know a lot of people do the like let's say my first line is there's a cat over there, you know, they do the whole there's a cat over there and then they wait a second, there's a cat over there, you know, and then they give you another take one after the other yep. and it's just double the lines mm-hmm. throughout the whole MP3. Mm-hmm. I've used I've done that before and there's there's nothing wrong with it per se but I've noticed recently that the emotion and the the vibe not to be like you know really weird about it when you get to do the scene without stopping in this in the way that you would speak it in the way that you would live it flow yeah the flow yeah is better yeah. And sometimes you'll surprise yourself too. You you might automatically think, oh well, the second take is probably usually the best one, right? Like mm. not always, mm. not always. Sometimes that that unfamiliarity with the first take creates, you know, an aspect to it that you like, and so, sure. you, and you can still go back in and cut, you know, pieces from the second take to move into the first, and vice versa. Yeah. But um, yeah, I've I've noticed that that is better for me in the flow of editing cool. to uh to do that because there are times also where I'll just listen to one take and be like nope this is it <laughs> I'm not even going to listen to the other I, I, this is the one mm. I like this one mm. it helps me move faster yeah. and second guess myself less when they're when the lines are like right next to each other I'm always like uh this one oh no this one okay oh, maybe this one that's really interesting <laughs> yeah I mean I have done times where I've done the two or three takes and then at the end of all that just given a whole flow through one which you know either the editor can start with or and then right. take other bits from others or, or, or end with but yeah I think it's really fascinating and how editors work and, and can discern the favourite take I know people have told me off for giving them too many options um, <laughs> but that's <laughs> such is life right um, having the best fun behind a microphone that's- looking that's looking a gift horse in the mouth if you ask me (laughs) but no I I, that's really fascinating thank you for sharing that and I I think yeah with regards to like adding the 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 extra ooh to your productions the the sound design part what sources do you utilize for your your sound and your music and your ambiance do you do live records what do you prefer well so my honestly if I had if, if somebody limited me to one piece of audio drama advice, like at all, yeah. it would be to have a composer or have a music library that you have access to or licensing with. Yeah. Because for me, if you listen to my shows, there's music wall to wall, right? Like mm-hmm. it's, it's very important for me, even in 2298, when I was playing the synths, right? Like it was like, it was very important for me that there was always some sort of musical sonic element yeah. to the storytelling. Yeah. And so, um, I don't think anything enhances a story like music. And if you ha- can have a composer who can really target a like a cue or a sentence or something like that to enhance it with custom music, yeah. it will be worth more than really. And en- like I would do all my own foley by hand in front of a <laughs> microphone by myself if I had to, you know, just to get uh, you know composed music. So yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, I've been lucky enough to you know work with. Gabe Alvarez and Adam Raimonda mm, and I've used brilliant. libraries from Lee Rosevere yes. who you know all these really really talented 
um, talented, you know, musicians and composers. And so I think the, the importance of that can never be understated. Also with 2298, because I was playing the synths and music meant so much to me, I actually reached out to a band, like a, like in my mind, a famous band. Yeah. Um, yeah, And their record label for licensing, you know, because, and I paid, you know, money for licensing, Mm uh, for that song, like a TV show would. And so, um, anyone can do it. You know, that you, if you reach out to a a label or a, uh, band or something like that they likely have a process now for licensing music and so if anyone has questions about that you know my dms are always open but yeah if if anything zhuzhes up a uh an audio drama it's music to me i want to now just ask pearl jam if they'll do my ndaf uh music uh, i mean <laughs> well so go go to discogs right go to discogs look up the pearl jam song look up the publisher look up the the label yeah. the publisher is going to have an email address you can email them like i'll tell you all the tips like i, I know how to how to track this down and then there's also publicly on twitter if you are mentioning bands and you have like a following on twitter mm-hmm. and your following's liking and retweeting and engaging like you're gonna you'll, you'll eventually get their attention okay. uh, it's True. it's only a matter of time okay watch this space <laughs> pearl jam would be an amazing get i would be so jealous oh man we can dream right let's think big um <laughs> i love it brilliant and um, so you've got your beautiful thing recorded and you've got it ready it's edited to the nth of its degree you you feel it's ready for release when do you decide that it's ready to like release do you have as you're going have you decided on that uh, deadline for it's going out into yeah. the world and and how do you distribute it how have you got your audience top tips well so what i um what i do is i basically once it's done i can't hold on to it any longer i'm like that when i buy gifts for people too like if i buy a gift i have to give it to that person like that day like i'm i'm very bad at holding on to something that i've that i've made or or that i've bought and so with audio fiction what i normally do is once once i have more than half of it completed yeah i'll find a date that i like usually an even number because that's the way my OCD brain works. Um, And, and if it's a Sunday, I only put um, episodes out on Sunday. So Mm -hmm. I find the next Sunday with an even number and that's when the first episode will come out. Okay. And um, I self host. I'm one of the few creators I know that self hosts. Mm -hmm. So like, I don't, I don't know why I'm one of the few. Uh, I love how self hosting works. And so if anyone ever, is curious about it and wants to know how I do it and wants a peek behind the curtain. I'll, I'll always. That's a whole new leave episode. That, leave that Anthony. door open. We have to get you on to talk about that. <laughs> I'm, I'm totally down. I mean, so I have Squarespace where my website is hosted, and that's where my RSS feed is hosted as well. So I upload the episodes to um, as blog posts to my Squarespace page. That is my RSS feed. I can customize all the metadata and all the data, you know, that's sent to the podcatchers. And then I just drop the RSS feed in Spotify, in, you know, in Apple Podcasts, you know, 
you can use the RSS feed for your favorite podcatchers mm-hmm. like, you know, Overcast and what have you. So, mm-hmm. um, I, yeah, I self-host. And so I, I just figured if I had to pay for my own website, you know, why would I pay for my own website and pay for hosting? Right. right? Like, I'm, yeah. I'll just, want, I'll pay one and it can act as the other. Mm-hmm. And so far it's, so far it's worked. Right. It also gives me unlimited RSS feeds, oh. right? Like, and it gives me subscriber numbers. Mm, so yeah there's a whole there's a whole bunch of perks like you said we could go on for a whole other episode about this thing i (laughs) i love i love self-hosting um no offense to all the hosts out there like every host i've ever met has been super nice Mm -hmm. like you know um like pinecast you know anchor and all these places every time i see you know every time i go to cons and i talk to them they're so nice Mm -hmm. and i feel so bad telling them i self-host because right when i tell them that they like you know, the disappointment floods Aww. their face and they stop talking to me. But, cry in bed um, at night. We don't have I know, I know they're doing, every yeah, I know they're doing their best. <laughs> well, I think it's about time we listened to some of your glorious works and you've very kindly provided a couple of clips um, from two of your fantastic pieces. Um, the first one yes, is from well, not, 2298. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm yeah. sorry. I'm, I, I don't mean to interrupt you. Mm. I'm so sorry. I, uh, I just wanted to talk about how microfiction is so great that I couldn't just provide you clips. I provided you entire episodes. Yes. <laughs> because microfiction is so short that clips are episodes, which is another perk about them because they're so easily shareable in instances like this. Brilliant. So we're going to hear actually entry <laughs> Sorry, zero. No, it's that. perfect. You please do correct me whenever you need to. Um, now, Anthony, 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 we were going to play your opener to season one here, but seeing as you're releasing season two right now, let's give a, a little taster as to what 2298 has in store. Hey, people, strap in. You ready? Enjoy season two, episode one, two, two, nine, eight. It all starts with that memory. The one memory I'm still allowed. It's not a feature all profiles are afforded either, so it's not something I take for granted. You see, the network has different permission levels based on your role. Same way your contribution determines your role, your role determines your permission. If you're Alpha, Beta, Gamma, Delta, Epsilon, or Zeta, you have what's called an Ultra Permission Level. Each permission level is tiered from 1 to 6. Permission level Eta and below also have varying permission levels from high to low in tiers from 1 to 6. It's a fairly straightforward system, and it ensures that one group has oversight over another. Well, until you reach the top, anyway. They oversee themselves. But, as I was saying, Zeta and above are Ultra Permission Levels, and being a Zeta myself, I'm an Ultra One, which is the lowest level of the Ultras, but still enough to grant me one memory, one pre-life upload. Something to remind me why I'm here. I know how lucky I am to have a memory of my own when anyone else, someone like Profile24, won't ever have any. It's funny, though, when you think about it. Memories, I mean, not Profile24. There's something interesting about memories. Feelings, experiences. A feeling is a war. The most gruesome revolution in history held within a millisecond 
and without ever shedding a single drop of blood. When you remember something that only you have experienced, by nature you're alienating the rest of the collective experience. You're reflexively training your brain to consider everything within the context of your past experiences, how your past feelings taught you to react, what they taught you to believe, instantly becoming someone new, someone living counter to the collective experience, someone living as an other. That slow devolution is somehow also instantaneous. Welcome back to your vehicle, Profile 13. Vehicle time is up 13% today. Think about why? Think about why? Think about why? Thoughts, ideas, knowledge. Each of those things can change you. Each of those things can be violent, but none more so than a memory. You can train someone's thoughts, you can monitor someone's ideas, you can even control someone's knowledge, but no one, not even themselves, can prepare for the lasting impact of a memory. Which leads me to why I was allowed to keep my memory, when most other profiles, if not all other profiles, are prevented this feature. I don't know what Profile 24's experience was before the network, I'm not even sure they were aware there was a time before the network, but the Ultras don't really concern themselves with the standards. Uh, a standard permission level, even one of the higher standard permission levels, is as foreign an experience to me as the life of an assigner. And as long as I've been here, I always believed that was for the best. But. The more I knew, the more I remembered. The greater the imbalance became, the more the power shifted, the more harm I caused, the more I atrophied, decayed, and will eventually die. The problem with memories, though, is there isn't a clear delineation to them. There's no start or stop to a memory, per se. In our relativist view of the universe, each memory is inextricably tied to the memories that came before and flow after. That's the danger of having a permission level above standard for profiles. The network gambles, and always accurately seemingly, that those granted a higher permission level will comply with the terms and conditions accordingly. Not all memories are created equal. Some are more virulent than others. Some memories are able to tear through whatever walls you use to try to trap them. It wasn't hearing Profile 24's entries alone that changed me. It was the depth it awakened in a memory I'd long since thought explored. And that's where the network made its fatal miscalculation. Variables can change even after 
You've calculated. Alert. 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 Your heart rate is currently above 120 beats per minute. However, you are stationary. Is everything okay? Is everything okay? Is everything okay? Confirmed. We'll continue to protect your health as necessary. Thank you. Some things, though, never change. Ooh. What do you think, people? Hit Anthony up on Twitter if you've listened. Tell him how amazing it is. <laughs> so, there you go. Anthony, it's a very tantalising opener. I'm concerned as to where this person is, what they're doing, why they're doing it, how they're feeling. I feel almost also a sense of, um, what's the word? Not asphyxiation. Maybe that is the word. but just Claustrophobia, maybe? Yeah, that's the one I was looking for. Yeah, which I thought was really fascinating as a, as a first port of call. So, yeah, why is this your first introduction to this wonderful character? And regards to using the audio form, why do you think it's successful at us wanting more? In the audio medium, I, I tried to make it claustrophobic with not only the sense kind of just like growing and foreboding, but also there's a lot of digital computerized alert sounds. Yeah. I wanted it to sound Warnings. like, you know, like when you get a brand new phone and all the sound <laughs> is turned on for everything, yeah. Yeah. you know, and it's kind of, like you said, claustrophobic almost. It's almost like attacking. Uh, that's the vibe I, I really wanted to give. And, um, and yeah, 24 is completely alone. So I think that's another reason it makes it really in enticing is that you're wondering how can someone be completely alone you know being completely alone is kind of antithetical to human nature and human society so i think we're always really curious when somebody is totally isolated you know like in you know i am legend right like that was one of the things that really fascinated me when i read richard matheson's book was yes you know who are these people yeah and and how do you get through the how do you get through the day when you're completely isolated um Mm. so yeah that uh, i am legend's a huge inspiration for for 2298 right brilliant yeah and and just how i think that uh tension does uh, unfold as it goes along and i also think you know climactically if i may um each episode has a thing that leaves you lingering and thinking right and how you've achieved that is wonderful I wonder did you have to write specific like is one of your images the last sentence or so of each episode how have you made it so that people yearn to listen to the next section it's so funny you say that because I always I always feel something I don't even know how to describe it but when I whenever I'm at the end of a scene or an episode, in my case, writing micros, there's always a sentence that I find myself writing that I linger on, right? That I personally linger on wondering how do I, how do I connect this to something else because it impacts me on its own, right? In a way. And I just kind of told myself, that's where you stop, Hmm. right? Like when you feel that moment of impact 
let it linger, right? Like let that marinate. You know the cranberry song, let it linger. You know, like let it let it hold there for a second. Um, and in the in the art of micros, that's where the episode ends. Like in in other in long form shows, you know, that's where maybe the scene ends and then it fades into a new scene. But with a micro, you know, you hold on that. And so that becomes your cliffhanger. And like you said, it really, you know, just encourages you to come back and find out, all right, where does this go? Yeah, yeah. Well, that brings us neatly to our our, our beautiful next clip, um, which has a different vibe of energy to it. Oh, Um, yes. Very different. uh, I think we have another actor who, if if you'd like to introduce them, is your wonderful actor. So who's involved in in this one from from, uh, Great and Terrible? Well, Leslie Gideon is one of the best actors I've ever met, known, talked to. um, And I I mean that not only just in, in the sense of the performance that Leslie will give you, which will always be incredible and top notch and in quality audio, right? Like everything you could Mm -hmm. ever ask for in that, but also will challenge your concept of like who the character is like in a way that you want Mm -hmm. our actors to do, you know, like I can't say enough about Leslie, honestly, like, please Mm -hmm. go hire Leslie for all your acting needs. Like there's not an emotional range. Yeah. That I don't think Leslie can capture, you know, which Mm -hmm. is another wonderful thing. I first heard Leslie in a demo reel and then went and listened to Leslie in the van, which is another incredible uh, audio drama by uh, M uh, Montuani. And uh, that's, another great show that you can listen to with Leslie in it. But um, Mm -hmm. I heard the demo reel and I had been plotting for this show. And the second I heard the demo reel, I DM Leslie and said, will you do this? I didn't even think twice. Like that's how good Leslie is. Well, let's have a listen to introducing the great and terrible. Are you anxious? Are you feeling that too? Or is it just me? Have you ever felt so much you thought it might kill you? What if you could kill it first? Would you? Well, what if that it was a someone? Could you do it then? That was the proposition I was given one fall of 88. It's a long time ago now but I can still remember every detail like I haven't aged a day. Probably because I haven't aged a day. Not since that night. But we'll get there. There's plenty of time to sort this out, and a lot that I need to bring you up to speed on. So how about it? Who do we kill first? Great and Terrible stars Leslie Gideon and features music by Lee Rosevier. Great and Terrible is written, directed, and produced by me, A.R. Olivieri. You can follow us at Great and Terrible on Twitter and Instagram for updates and announcements. That's spelled G-R, the number eight, and terrible. If you'd like to support Great and Terrible or any of my other podcasts, please visit patreon.com slash arolivieri to get some perks for your generosity. To find all my shows, simply search AR space 
Olivieri, and that's spelled O-L-I-V-I-E-R-I, in Apple Podcasts, or head to arolivieri.com. Thanks for listening. There you go. I just love the quality of uh, Leslie's voice as well. And obviously, again, it's just the intrigue of like, what is happening? <laughs> it's just so <laughs> enticing to, to want to know, yeah, what's going to kick off next? <laughs> that's that's so, yeah, my why have you chosen this clip? Do. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So why have you chosen this clip uh, to, to share with us? What, what is it you think that it does with the audio form that other folks should maybe consider? Well, I think one thing I do with this episode is, again, it's just Leslie sitting around lighting candles as Jane, right? Our main character, Jane. And so the entire episode, if you asked me what happens in this episode, I would say Jane lights five candles, right? Like, I mean, that's really, and and that's very explicitly what happens. But what really happens is Jane is doing something at, I mean, even 98 episodes in, we don't necessarily know what Jane is doing in this episode um, Mm -hmm. other than lighting candles and telling a story and beginning a story. And so the rest of the episodes that you hear and the narration that you hear is Jane in this moment telling you a story. Why they've been telling you this story this whole time, we still don't really necessarily know. um, But maybe I'll talk about that in season three when that comes out one day. So things are all ticking along. And this is it. The great uh, creative always has fingers in many, many pies. And you're working on a lot of things, as well as a voice actor, right, too. Yes. And I do hope, I do hope that folks are supporting you. I mean, are, are you growing your, your empire, as we say, <laughs> gently, financially? I mean, how can, how can folks support you if they want to, if they've heard your stuff and think, yeah, this is someone I want to get behind? Well, can you do? can always, you know, like and retweet my uh, shows and episodes and content at AR Olivieri yeah. on Twitter, um, as well mm-hmm. as go to arolivieri.com to, to find, you know, more content from me, including comics and things along, uh, along those lines, as well as see, you know, the cast and crews that I get to work with and, and support them. I, I don't really have any financial means like Patreon or, or things of, of that nature. Um, just because I, I do have a full-time job as well that I that I kind of use as my sponsor <laughs> in my brain. Right. Um, and so, right. uh, mm. I, yeah, if you want to support me, the best way to do that is just to tell tell your friends about my shows, right? Like, leave reviews, yeah, like and retweet you. online, <laughs> um, you know, uh, yeah. reach out lot, and DM mm. and say mm. nice things to me. Like, that, that'd be nice, too. You know, yeah. I, that, the best way to support me is honestly on a human level because uh, that that's what I love doing this for. Oh, well, you are absolutely amazing. And we're going to finish on the quirky quiz, five questions of audio joy. Are you ready? I'm ready. You have 20 seconds to answer each one. It's a microfiction version. Okay, question one. How long should it be and why? An episode? I don't know. That was the question. Oh, geez. <laughs> Two minutes. Why? Because that's all you need. <laughs> that's fab. That's a 10 second answer. Number two. Does each episode need a climax? Why or why not? 
Yes, every episode needs a climax because you need something to hook them into the next episode. Three, what to do for inspiration if you're stuck? Read books, watch movies, take walks, talk to your friends, ask your friends to tell you stories about their day. I love that. Four, what to get your VAs to do to make your edit life easier? Have them record the entire take in one file. Send you every take as a new file. Love it. Five, what's the most exciting thing you've done using the audio drama form and what do you want to hear more of in audio fiction? The most exciting thing I've done, honestly, is tell stories that I thought would have never existed without the format. And so what I want to do now is I want to utilize the format purely for the way it acts, right? Like I want to really emphasize the audio aspect of audio drama more in my storytelling. Love it. Well, I think you are. And you're one of the the bright lights on the the sea of audio drama creators that, you know, I'm very privileged to have worked for. And uh, I do hope that folks, if they haven't heard your work yet, jump on now. Well, wait, wait till the credits have gone. But yeah, jump on and listen and enjoy. <laughs> And uh, and hopefully, yeah, as I say, retweet and share and yeah. and ping ping Anthony and, and friends a message. All you have to do is search Olivieri and all your podcatchers, and all my shows will come up. There you go, nice and easy. <laughs> and what are your future? Just finally, your future ambitions, Anthony. Have you got uh, lots of exciting fires and irons and pies and fingers and all the analogy things? <laughs> well, my my next ambition is to make a show where. I take everything I've learned and I build the show from the ground up with everything that I've learned, right? Like, cause I can't really say I've applied everything I've learned from point zero, right? Like I still skip steps and jump to things because I'm excited and I think I know already and I just want to get the show done. But I really, really want to force myself to take every intentional purposeful step uh, on a project from zero to a hundred um, and not be working on 20 different things at once. That's, that's my goal. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. And just with a parting shot of uh, words of perspiration for other microfiction <laughs> writers, <laughs> is there anything that if someone's been inspired today to think, actually, yeah, my hour long thing, if I split it down into five minute episodes, I've got loads of episodes. If you've inspired somebody to suddenly think microfiction is for me, what, um, what, what inspiration do you have for them? What words have you got of encouragement? Well, I think the best thing that I can say to encourage them is you have everything you need already, right? You know, if you've written an episode, like you said, one episode has at least one scene in it. Mm -hmm. And so if you have one scene, then you have one episode. And so I think the, the most encouragement I can give people is that there are no rules to what an episode has to be. Mm -hmm. An episode doesn't even have to have words. Yeah. You know, an episode doesn't even have to be a minute. It, yeah. you, can, you can really break the mold of everything you want. And, yes. um, you know, no. do it. Like, really, <laughs> really do it. Yeah, I, no, I love that. I really do. I think the underlying of that is play. 
and make yes. what you want, how you want to make it. Nobody else can tell you how to tell your story. It's yours to tell exactly how you want to. You go out there and you tell it and then share it with us and we'll love it. Uh, well, I Anthony, it. you are absolutely astoundingly talented and uh, it's been very cool to catch up with you today. And I'm sure you people too. listening will, will have fallen in love with yourself. So yeah, you can find their works, as Anthony said, all over the place. I'll put links on the show notes. And yeah, Thank enjoy you so happy much for creating. Me. It's so cool to see see you hear you i wish i could see you maybe one day <laughs> hopefully soon i'm I, the next <laughs> big convention in in europe i'm gonna go amazing oh do do it'd be lovely to see you and uh, yeah happy creating your absolute ledge uh, enjoy enjoy make more it was so great talking to you okay, it was so great talking to you thank bye you so bye. much bye 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 Hooray. Jesse, not the end of this episode too now. What is going on? Me and Anthony better start that Hadron Collider audio fiction show right now to explain all this speeded up time thing going on, don't you think? Anyway, (laughs) you feel it too, don't you? Don't you? Yeah. Um, just being older. Uh, Thank you. Huge thank you to the brilliant Anthony, who I absolutely adore, for being an amazing and inspiring guest. And I do hope you feel encouraged yourselves to perhaps try making some audio fiction in a micro-fiction kind of way too. And if you do, send it to me, I'd love a listen. <laughs> um, there's ours too, today's trailer also from Proserpina Park by the lovely Angela, who was a guest on the International Women's Day episode, which was aired not so long ago. I do hope you've listened to that already. There's some gems for production grooviness in there for sure. I'm off to record some lines myself now for somebody else. Um, don't love me some comedy. Uh, this month I'm playing Mr. Sheffield and Mr. Boss, Esmeralda and a granny for deconstructive criticism. Should be fun. <laughs> and I do check out recent eps of The Lucky Die where Hem Cleven cope beautifully with my chaotic characterisation along with uh, two brilliant pals of mine, Kareem Promphy and Karen Heimdall. So yeah, do listen also for the new episodes of Dashing Onion's Perfect Retreat. Fiona Thrill, it's an adventure. And uh, there's some glorious Edict Zero coming your way. Good lord, that Jack Kincaid, I'm trying to get him on here. <laughs> Help me get him on here, someone. And and I do pop up in the Silk Verses tune too, which is a blowing marvellous set of scripts uh, they've written. So look out for those glorious storytelling gems. And I'd love to hear from you too. Do get in touch on at Quirky Voices or at Sarah of Golding on Twitter. Or ping me an email about anything I've discussed ever. <laughs> or should discuss in future to quirkyvoices at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you. Thanks. Well, have fun creating, people. Stay groovy. Happy days from me, Sarah Golding. Hello. It's bye-bye. So you think you know mythology? Come visit residents of Persephone Park today and find out. My name is Sam. Who are you? My name is Alina. I'm a student reporter investigating a current online rumor about this park. I want us to be friends. No offense, I feel like you need more of those. This park isn't exactly that safe. Mythology was created to warn people of the past what not to do. So how bad can the rest of the park be? I am a kappa. What's a kappa? (sighs) Hold still! Hey, stay away from us, you freak! Don't think I won't hurt you. I I got a bet. Enough. Just give me your shirikodama. What is this? Another human here in this park? The Jersey Devil? That's a real thing? 
So, we're currently talking to a murderer right now. I'm a devil. Oh, oh my god, dragon. Alina, you're too close to those things. Get over here. Let's go, Alina, now. Sam, what are you doing here? You promised never to bring people here. Sam, what's going on? You're, you're scaring me. I should never have allowed you to come here. Listen to Residents of Persephone Park on all your favorite podcasting platforms today. We hope you visit soon.